Welcome to the Landscaping Podcast. My name is Joel Barnett and I am your host. And today's episode is the 38th of the Instagram Live Q&As that we have done. We started back at the, I don't know if it was the end of last year or the start of this year, but um, they've been a lot of fun to do. So thank you for everyone who put in a question. We've got seven questions in uh, for today. So if you have a question, chuck it in down the bottom and we'll get to it after the previous one. And we've got Steve Rooney from Living Edge construction this week's guest on the podcast so as a landscaper from bendigo and he's about a few people asking me about any uh, business coaches i would use who i haven't used one before or who i would recommend um but steve has used one and talks highly of them so that's a episode worth listening to now the first question is from jen hathaway saying what's the best quoting software so i don't use one so i'm not the best person to answer that question which is a cracker to start with but um I think they do pretty similar things, all the different quoting programs. So something you want to look for is finding one that works with your accounting software because it's best if it – because not all quoting programs work with every different um, accounting program. So I've had um, Weston Zimmerman from Synced Up. He was a guest earlier on in the podcast. Uh, And Synced Up is a pretty good-looking all-round program, not just for quoting, but – uh, job tracking as well, but uh, that doesn't work with, I don't know if it's Myob or Zero or maybe both, but it works with QuickBooks. But so I'd, I'd say a lot of the Australian ones would work with a lot of the more common Australian uh, accounting programs, but Zero uh, is not used a lot in North America. So they don't, uh, some of the programs don't use it. So that's something you'd want to look out for when you're choosing a quoting software. Um, and probably talk to someone who has used it or at the very least do a free trial with it um but that can be a challenge as well because it's a lot it's often hard to gauge how good something is because you've got to use it for a while before you start really understanding it and by that time that you that free trial is usually over with so a uh, tricky one to answer but if anyone's got any suggestions on a, an awesome one that they use um let me know and i can pass that on to jen uh, Pitts Landscaping said, how do I make it as a young landscaper? Any tips? Uh, listening to this podcast is a good start and listening to other landscaping podcasts and business podcasts to understand you know, what mistakes people, successful people made in the early days so you can avoid them and also the steps that they took so that they elevated their business and grew their business. Um, a key would be to work out what your goals are, so what defines making it as a young landscaper. Is that putting on an employee? Is that make, turning over a million dollars a year? Is that making $100,000 of profit? So work out what your goals are so that then you can set, a, set out a plan to work towards that. Um, keeping on top of your bank accounts and cash flow is a key. Uh, sometimes it's easier. Like you might be going through an easier time at the start because you've got all these jobs coming in and because you probably a lot of people start off working for family and friends, so they've got heaps of work coming in to start with. But um yeah you just want to keep an eye on money that's coming in and going out and make sure you're aware of all the things you've got to pay like your um, POYG and your BAS and any other expenses that you've got to pay like work cover if you have any employees so um yeah it's hard for me to say whether a business coach would be a good idea to start with but um it could be worth having a chat to one and that it might be something you do for a couple of months and then yeah, you know, they they might get you set up to start with, and then you can um, 
have a spell for a while and see how you go on your own or at the very least talk to your accountant because I spoke to my accountant in the early days and they gave me some good advice on separate accounts to set up and other bits and pieces that some of it I took on, some of it I should have taken on but didn't and wish I did. So, um, yeah, get as much advice as you can but also work out if it's best for you because not every business is the same. So what works for someone else might not work for you, but you, at the very least you want to take on that advice and see if it will work for you or at least think about it rather than just dismissing it straight away saying, oh, yeah, every business is different, so why bother? Um, and just work hard. That's the the main one is at the start. Uh, like A lot of people might start working for themselves so that they can have flexibility in their working hours and you know, having to choose whatever jobs they want. But in the first three to five years of your own business, that's usually when you've got to work harder than, than later on. Um, so you'll be working long days and long weeks. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, just a bit of a grind you've got to do at the start to sort of build yourself up. If you can not do that and still do well, that's awesome. But uh, most people will have to you know, put the with a nose to the grindstone and, and just head down, bum up and work hard. And the planner's space said, what's the most recent thing you've YouTubed to work out how to do? Uh, if you saw a, a recent post I did about a, it's a table that I that I made, I looked up how to put the, um, the screws. I had to put, I don't even know what they're called, they like it. So so when you get a table and you're screwing the legs into it, there's already like a, a slot in there for the um the bolts to screw into. So obviously when you're making your own table, those those um nuts don't exist. So you have to insert that into the table. So I looked up how to do that. Uh and I went to a a nuts and bolts place that they they have all sorts of different weird and wonderful things, but they didn't have it. I went to Mitre 10, they didn't have it. And then it turns out Bunnings had it, so it costs like three bucks for a pack of eight. Insert them in, and then you can just so they've got a thread in there. So you like it might be, you know, used a a seven mil drill bit and rounded out a bit bigger the hole, and then you use an Allen key to um, screw it in to that hole, and then a six mil uh, bolt to hold the table on. So. I didn't find a video on how to do it, but that was what I did did look up. I can't remember what what I would have looked up prior to that. Actually, I did look up when we were doing the big uh, arbor with the two hundred by two hundred spotted gun post for Phil Withers. He designed that project. I looked up how to um, how to sling some posts in or how to install posts using an excavator. Didn't find any videos on that either, but that would have been handy. But work both both times I just worked it out myself. So. As handy as YouTube can be, you can usually just work things out yourself too. Um, and we didn't have any drivers at all with the sling. Now, Rich Earth Landscapes said, do you have multiple design packages that you offer? Uh, kind of just have the one, but we don't only have one price. So um, when I'll message a client, I'll tell them what our price is and to tell them that most that's most projects are that price. And the only difference is if there's a lot of slope on the property or if it's a large property. Um, but I would say 90 to 95% of our project design projects are all the same. 
uh, price and also take the same amount of time. So it's not like I'm charging the same price for ones that take twice as long as others. But there's been a couple uh, that we've charged more for, but I don't go less than the minimum. So even though sometimes uh, it doesn't it, it work, it looks like it's extremely expensive. Like I had someone the other day um, ask for a design. I think it was like a two point two by seven meter area. And for the same deal with that, I just said, told them what our minimum charge was and uh, they didn't go ahead with it because it's expensive for that size area. But um, And we would have done it quicker than the others, but not, not that much quicker. So there's still a lot of detail you've got to put in there and you might be get going, getting called back multiple times still. So um, yeah, it's just one of the things where there's there's other people for, like, you, you're not the right designer for every client. So they're better off going to another designer to get their project done. Someone who's happy to do smaller projects, um, yeah, it's just not worthwhile doing because um, it's yeah, you just spend a similar amount of time, even though it's a smaller project. Like larger projects, you might have you know, plants repeated in there or larger areas of paving rather than a small area of paving, larger areas of grass. So just because they're bigger doesn't mean that they're um, going to take that much longer. But yeah, but that's. So I don't have um, any packages, but we do have uh, the 3D as an option on top of all of our design. So tell them how much it will cost extra to get that done. But yeah, other than that, it's just the one one package. Um, that's something I could look at changing as well. So yeah, it wouldn't go, it certainly wouldn't go any cheaper than what we're charging now anyway. If I was going to have another package, it'd be a more expensive one if they want more detail. But yeah, it's got to make sure it's worthwhile. And also, if you're doing ones with more detail, you've got to work out whether the amount of money that you're making on that is better in the long term than doing normal ones more often. And um, so, yeah, that's something worth considering. Uh, Fig Landscape said, "Have you seen a downturn in the industry as predicted?" Uh, I certainly have. I reckon over the last six months, I would say. Uh, but nothing, nothing outrageous. So, like we're, like I've said a few times, we've booked out. I've got, I don't know how many. We've, I've lost count on how many jobs we've got booked in. It's insane. Um, but I'm getting less calls, and the reason we've got a lot of work booked in because most of them are large projects. Um, but so the, the projects that I thought would be less, um, uh, that that would quieten off would be the sort of the ones that are under $40,000, but we're still getting a couple of them as well coming in. But um, but previously, like last year, I'd be knocking back five jobs a week and now it might be one to two. So definitely quieter, but nothing um, nothing that's ringing alarm bells for me. But uh, And also, like we, as I've also mentioned previously, that we had some jobs get delayed, so we um, had to you know, scramble and get a couple of jobs that, that called up and we quoted the same week and then started a couple of weeks after. So there's still those jobs coming in, and um, but just not as often. Um, is it going to get any quieter? I would say yes, because when the interest rates stop going up, which they may have or they may not have, they're still going to stay where they are for probably 12 months. So there's still more pain for people who it might sort of just be 
managing to get by now, but they're still not going to be spending money on landscaping. So I'd say, yeah, it'd be probably two years before things start to go in an upward direction again. Um, so, yeah, it's good to, if you can, book in projects further in advance than what you might normally like to do, but try and avoid giving them a firm price just in case the prices change because prices are still going up on materials. So you don't want to lock in price for a project and then lose money on it. Uh, Evergrow Landscapes said, do you ever seal limestone prior to laying and then again after laying? Uh, I think I've only done that once. So, And that was because we dip sealed the pavers prior to laying because they were around a pool. So it was the, so the only time I'd do it is when we're doing pool coping. So that, and that's when it's a hardener that we're dipping it in. Uh, and that project only got sealed twice because we dip sealed the coping and then there was the body of paving around it. Um, so we got um, Stone HQ to come in and, and seal all the rest of it all in one go. And they just yeah sealed the whole lot again. I assume they did anyway. I don't know whether you would or not because you couldn't. Yeah, no, I think it. Yeah, they would have. Um, but yeah, that's the only time we've done it. Um, yeah, I've never had any issues with limestone that I've had to seal it prior to laying. Like, never had any discolorations from anything getting stuck on there. So, um, it's still a pretty solid product. And the last question is from Laporte Bleu saying trellis which trellis with deciduous grapevines versus canopy shade which would you pick uh if you're talking about a trellis like a grapevine as shade uh, i would definitely pick a um a solid canopy because i've seen uh, some grapevines and i think they were ornamental grapevines and they can get a bit of uh i think it had a bit of sooty mold on there so there was like some black stuff dropping down onto the table so it's a bit messy um obviously you want to keep your plant healthy and that healthier than that without having that problem happen but i think yeah there's as as nice as it looks to have a, a natural green roof you're better off having a more solid one which is going to be a lot cleaner but if i had to pick so and for that same reason if i had to pick a vertical wall of a grapevine versus a a ceiling of grapevine, I'd pick the the vertical wall. But what I would, what I do like is if you've got a, a property with a bit of a bit of area, uh, for example, like if you can put a an arbor, so you see it for where they have weddings a lot. Um, you might just have a walkway arbor with a grapevine going up either side. It always looks pretty nice and nice big chunky posts, possibly the two hundred by two hundred spotted gum. Need some advice on getting them in with an excavator? You can hit me up. Um, but yeah, I've seen them used as um, on a retaining wall as well, as just as a cover for that. And that looks awesome too. Uh, that, I reckon that was the Crimson Glory one. So it was an ornamental one. But uh, yeah, they're a beautiful plant, especially in the autumn color, uh, bright red. But uh, yeah, I would use choose a uh, vertical over horizontal. But that was the last question for today. It's just another short one again, which is always good. And Steve Rooney from Living Edge Lance, Living Edge Constructions is up this week uh, on out of the moment. Uh, landscaper from Bendigo. Um, 
who's also joined Landscape in Victoria, I think eighteen months ago. So I asked him what the how that what that experiences were like for someone who's you know, three hours away in Bendigo, uh, and so uh, other good bits and pieces in that chat as well. So thank you again to everyone who submitted a question, and we'll see you next week.